Katatsu. Welcome to the Bitcoin Source. Can we start things off by you introducing yourself to the world? Hola, I'm Katatsu Ngaku, and I'm a software engineer that comes from Pretoria, South Africa. And I've been working on a project called Machangura, which is basically um, aims to give people without internet connected devices the ability to send and receive Bitcoin. Nice, nice. Katatsu, thank you for that introduction. And I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today because, um, you know, Africa, you know, that's where my, my, my parents are from. And I really think that it's crucial to have developers and innovators in the space, especially in Bitcoin, kind of doing things that will change the world. And one of the questions I want to ask you is, where did you source your Bitcoin knowledge, whether it was people, conferences, or even books in the ecosystem that might have helped you to become a better Bitcoiner? Well, man, Bitcoin Twitter, you know, um, most of the biggest Bitcoiners in the space are some of the most highly accessible people in the world. And they also write very good articles. So it's quite easy for you to find something you find informative. And they also write these articles in a way that the average individual could easily consume. So yeah, Bitcoin Twitter uh, for me has been, you know, a, a good pool of knowledge. And I've been using that to, you know, kind of figure out, oh, this is worth reading. This is not worth reading. So on. yes, so. nice. Most definitely. And I think that, um, you know, Twitter for me has been beneficial as well. I really like to read more books and articles per se, but Bitcoin Twitter has allowed my writings and my articles to kind of get to a wider audience. And I think that, you know, when you jump in spaces and you talk to people from all over the world, it's allowed me to really connect with more people from Africa talking about Bitcoin and the innovation that's going on there. And I really want to get into Manchinkora, which is your app. And this app is very unique and different because it is solving a solution in Africa that has been a really big problem, which is gaining access to Bitcoin without the internet. And the first question that I want to ask you, Katatsu, is, you know, transferring Satoshis without the need for the Internet is a huge, you know, for Bitcoin adoption. And I wanted to know, like, what led you to create, you know, this application um, when many people believe that, you know, Bitcoin is very reliant on the Internet? So for me, it was a question I asked myself after setting up a Raspberry Pi. And I was like, oh, now that I have this Raspberry Pi, what am I going to do with it? Um, yeah, so then I took a dive on uh, this project where I was like, oh, it would be cool if people would be able to, you know, send and receive Bitcoin without the internet. And uh, then I worked myself from there to what are the available technologies and how would that thing look like? And as a consequence, this project now exists. Right. And yeah, so lightning addresses were a thing uh, that I could use. USSD is already a thing that we use quite a lot of in uh, across the African continent. And yeah, so um, now we're here. Nice. And what what is the sign up process for Manchinkora? So let's say, for example, um, I'm in Ghana, I have a mobile phone and I want to send someone Bitcoin in Malawi, um, but they don't have a smartphone. Like, how was that process with Manchinkora? As long as you know the person's number, you can effectively send them uh, the Bitcoin, right? Um, and yeah, we'll send an SMS to them. But of course, you know, uh, we cannot 
like um, confirm the delivery of the SMS. So it's best if you uh, what's the word? communicate with them and say, yo, I'm sending you Bitcoin via this service. Uh, but if they do get the SMS, uh, what will happen is they will see the code that they have to dial to access the service. So it's star eight, hopefully um, it's star eight triple three hash and um, then a person is able to dial into the service and access the service and once they dial the code they'll be presented with a menu of what Machankura is maybe I'll add a message to say they've been gifted how many uh, sat satoshis or how many bitcoin and then give them an option to then create an account to claim the sats and creating an account all they have to do is enter a five digit pin and that's pretty much yeah, it and I think that five digit pin is really huge because it kind of gives more privacy more security and I just think that the app is just groundbreaking and completely monumental because for example, you know, my father's from Ghana and he lives in a very rural area of Ghana. And sometimes there's not good cell phone service or there's no internet access at all. There's no cell towers. So I think if you have like a Nokia or a Digicel or a Kerasira phone, um, it's super easy for you to just put in a text and send someone Satoshis maybe that are in Accra or Kumasi somewhere, you know, a little bit further south. And I just think that this application is really going to change the way that Africa adopts and transfers Bitcoin. And I'm just super happy to have you on this show because I think that your story needs to, you know, be embraced around the world and more developers like yourself are going to be coming from Africa. And, you know, you recently did the conference at, you know, the Bitcoin Africa conference in Ghana. And, you know, what was it like meeting Jack Dorsey and Jack Maulers and so many big Bitcoiners in the space? Yeah, so I only met Jack Marlins, I didn't get to meet Jack Dorsey. Um, I was too busy meeting almost everyone else. Uh, but, um, you know, I enjoyed the conference, got to meet so many of the people that I intended on meeting, um, highlight a person. Well, yo, everyone I met, don't take this personally, but uh highlight person being uh, Magat Wade. Um, had a good conversation with her. Um you know, um, she was uh, one. She's one of the people I think have the correct assessment of what we need in Africa. You know, uh, in terms of uh, what prosperity would look like. And yeah, I enjoyed the conversation, and it actually validated how I uh, assessed her from uh, the internet. And. Yeah, met so many other people, had so many different conversations that are still ongoing now, right? And yeah, it has really have me has me feeling like we're gonna have a lot happening in the Bitcoin space over the next year. I also met Lamar. Um, had a great conversation with him and heard about some of the stuffs he's trying to do, and I hope to see uh, him pull that stuff out because yeah, it's really great ideas. And one thing I know is Bitcoin is not where it could be. Right. So if everyone pitches in and everyone does what uh, they feel like doing, which is in most cases the missing element in um, with regards to 
where we could get with the adoption. So we'd be in very interesting locations. So yeah, that's basically my takeaway from uh, that conference. And I'm still feeling like, oh, 2023 is going to be one hell of a year. Most definitely. And I'm glad that you brought up some of those things because Bitcoin is not a silver bullet. And I understand that in Africa, that's why I try to do my part by working with Satoshi's Journal and having these foundations and donating to Africa because Africa has a lot of issues, complex issues um, dealing with poverty that I think the first world kind of ignores or doesn't pay attention to. And I think myself being a first generation African living in America, um, it is my duty to really give back to my communities and the people that live on that continent. So I'm glad to have this conversation with you, but I'm also glad to hear that you highlight that certain people have the right direction and understanding of what Bitcoin in Africa is going to look like. And I think that that's important for you to kind of um, be aware of, because as this thing gets bigger and more important, you want to make sure that you have people that are really aligned with your goals and what you want to see for Manchin Cora, for example. So thank you for kind of bringing that out to the world, because I think that's important. Um, people people go to Africa and then they kind of get overwhelmed with the culture and the food and, you know, the positivity, but they have to realize that there's a lot of suffering and poverty that, you know, people on the ground are trying to fix, such as yourself. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. And in the most cases, I think most Africans have all the tools that they need. Oh, not all of them, but most of the tools that they need to get themselves outside of whatever situation that they're in. And Bitcoin is just an extra tool in that toolkit, right? So um, even on my side, you know, uh, I quit working as a software developer like what, two years ago, right? And um, part of the reason I was able to make such a decision is because of Bitcoin. It um, gave me uh, the peace of mind to say, yeah, I'll be okay. Whatever happens, happens. And um, then I'll have the peace of mind to work on projects like this, right? So yeah, uh, then I'm more interested in seeing what would happen in the rest of the continent if more and more people use Bitcoin as a tool moving forward yes and you know bit bitnob and strike recently just partnered at the conference and it made me wonder and i was curious to see like you know manchinkora like does manchinkora in the future plan on partnering with any other um exchanges or companies to kind of expand their network and their capabilities or are you just looking to make manchinkora kind of more um you know with high signal and low noise and just really focusing in on kind of allowing this to build into other countries and having more people have access to um sms with with you know your tech service yeah so my main focus is just giving people the ability to send and receive bitcoin right um that being said uh like even with bitnob um Ever since the earliest days of this project, uh, Machangura users and Bitnob users have been sending Bitcoin to each other because uh, both Bitnob and Machangura have support for lightning addresses, right? And uh, this interoperability then happened without me even ever talking to Bernard, you know. Um, so I'd like to see more and more of such uh, integrations moving forward. But, you know, um, also knowing that I don't even have to talk to these guys uh, to get such integrations because Bitcoin is an open permissionless 
permissionless network, right? So as long as my users are able to send and receive Bitcoin and you create a service that sends and receives Bitcoin, then technically my users become your users through some way, shape or form, right? And um, even when um, my users are sending a payment to a different wallet, uh, what usually happens is if that payment goes wrong, my users either ask me or the other wallet what's wrong. Right. Uh, so I do tech support for most other wallets and I assume that other wallets also do tech support for mine. Right. And yeah, so that for me is the other beautiful thing about the Bitcoin ecosystem, open permissionless, almost anyone could, um, run a Bitcoin node, a lightning node, and then, uh, send and receive Bitcoin. Yes, I agree with that. And I think that that is such a brilliant thing that you're working on. And Kasatsu, I really want to, um, you know, champion you and shout you out and give you praise for what you're doing with Manchinkora. Um, to end things off, can you give people your social media handles and any other final last words that you want to give the world before this episode ends? Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so Machangura is on Twitter at Machangura8333. Uh, the website is a3.mobi, right? Uh, okay, no, man. Propenness, propenness. Uh, yeah, but the main takeaway then for me and this is something I've reiterated uh, in other places. Um, basically, what is happening is that I believe that there's only 300 Bitcoiners in the world, right? Um, and I'm saying this because um, assessing and evaluating what... Um, some of the more notable Bitcoiners are doing and what impact that the things that they do have, right? And I'm like, hmm, if, you know, we would have more Bitcoiners, uh, we would probably get to see so much, you know, so much more stuff if there was actually more than just 300 Bitcoiners. And um, saying this, looking at places like El Salvador, where they started Bitcoin Beach, and then the president, who's a Bitcoiner, made Bitcoin legal tender, and so on and so forth. You get all the, like Michael Saylor, who kind of gave public companies a playbook to use Bitcoin as a reserve asset. Um, Satoshi Nakamoto himself. Right, who built Bitcoin, who started Bitcoin. And so many different people in the space who have done so many different things over time. Uh, Seyfedeen Amus, who wrote the Bitcoin standard. Right? And yeah, so for me, looking at what they did and then the assumption with each one of them and each one of their most uh, biggest milestone was that in a few years, everyone else would be doing what they did, you know. Um, well, not years, but months to be specific. I think I remember Michael Saylor saying that um, in like six months time, more and more companies would uh, adopt Bitcoin as a treasury reserve asset because holding cash was a melting ice cube. He was right because, you know, inflation happened over the next uh, year after he made Bitcoin legal tender, year, two years. 
But where he was wrong is that other companies would join him. I think only five uh, of all the publicly traded companies, five or 10 maximum, um, made Bitcoin a treasury reserve assets. The others just let their money, you know, melt away with inflation. Um, Naib Bukele, when he made Bitcoin legal tender, was under the assumption that every other country would then, you know, follow suit, specifically countries in the same profile as his country, where they used uh, the USD as uh, a currency, as legal tender. They couldn't, you know, uh, protect themselves from deflation. devaluation or dilution when all these stimulus packages were getting issued but that was not the case well at least there's one more country uh, added to the list of countries that use bitcoin as a legal tender which is the central african republic but it's own it's in its own you know category because i feel like they are different laws as well um and yeah so in my hearts of hearts i'm like what would happen with bitcoin adoption if there was more than 300 bitcoiners in the world And I'm not saying that people are not Bitcoiners, even, you know, um, if they're holding Bitcoin. But I do understand that quite a lot of us have other commitments and other obligations, whether it be work, whether it be um, home affairs, kids, family. Um, So we haven't had the opportunity to work on the Bitcoin projects we wanted to work on in the fashion that we want to work on them Right. So um, we, yeah, we participate in the network. We participate in the community, but we still need to go back either uh, to the fiat job or other obligations, whatever it is. So very few have gotten the opportunity to contribute in the fashion that they deem as their pivotal and highlight um, contribution. And yeah, so. I'd like to see more people um, adding to the numbers, adding to the ranks, because although there are 300 Bitcoiners, it keeps rotating, you know. Uh, I'm contributing what I'm contributing now, and maybe I'll be too tired to continue contributing uh, next year. So whoever comes in needs to come in. Um, Michael Saylor, God bless his consistency, but, you know, um He's also not the CEO anymore because uh, of MicroStrategy because that stuff is just, you know, too much. So, um, yeah, I hope to see more than 300 Bitcoiners. Maybe 600 Bitcoiners is what gets us hyper-Bitcoinization. And, yeah, uh, so we'll just see what the next year holds. But whoever's listening to this, um, uh, this is an open invitation uh, to them to be a part of um, the people or uh, part of the Bitcoiners in the world doing whatever they feel like doing which is what i think is the most important thing um can we do what we feel like doing right and that is um the missing ingredient yes most definitely i agree with that and i think that as time goes on we will see more people coming into the space hopefully coming into the space um you're doing your part i'm doing my part and uh once again kusatsu this was a great bitcoin conversation um i really learned a lot about Kora, and i'm grateful and honored to have you speak on this episode have a good one thank you for having me man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.